Hi there, church. What a great day it is to be up in the morning to worship the Lord. Yes, Pastor Dan, our worship team is amazing. Every aspect of our church, our people, you are just uh, so special. I miss you. Uh, I'm still following uh, our organization as uh, they have mandated us to follow uh, what is happening in Los Angeles County. You believe with me that quickly we will be able to open up. But let me just let you know that in November we are planning a very special outside service for Thanksgiving. And we are looking towards that. We'll give you more information what day it will be. It will be on uh, a Sunday. But we're going to look forward to spending time together, worshiping together, and it will be outside. But um, I just, you know, like you, getting a little bit impatient. But let me say this to you. Let patience have her perfect work, that we would not lack anything in our lives. Yeah, there's a scripture for everything. So let's dive into the Word of God today, and I would like to pray for you. Father, thank you for the anointing of your Word. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts and callings of God that are uh, basking in front of their, their TVs and their computers and and iPads and phones. And Lord, as we gather together in Jesus' name, let your anointing, let your Holy Spirit teach us well. We began a series a couple weeks ago called Living a Blessed Life. Today we want to talk about do not be offended with the truth. Here's our thought process in this series. Satan's biggest goal is to offend you with life. What happens in your life that you become offended? When you become offended is where you will acquiesce to non-kingdom thinking. Because the word, the truth has come and it has blasted its way into a revelation, into your spirit, and to your heart. But sometimes life deals you dirty. Sometimes life deals you things that you may not even understand. And because of that, because of pain, because of hurt, because of not being patient, at times we get to a place that we begin to act on a non-kingdom thinking. It's kind of like where man creates their own justices. I believe in justice. God is a just God. But it's where man creates their own justices, accepting something without a protest of truth. So what I'm asking you at the beginning here to think about is I'm I'm asking you to understand that every decision you and I make, everything that we do, we always need to protest the thing we're going to do with the truth. What does the Bible say? 
And if the Bible says something regarding what you are doing, then we need to turn it around and not be offended by what Scripture says, because sometimes Scripture deals with our, our heart. It deals with rebellion. It deals with things hurt, past hurts. It deals with, with uh, the attacks of the enemy. And when it does all these things, when the dust clears, my decision, your decision, your life's decisions must be based on the truth. So what we've learned so far is that Satan wants to stop or hinder a giving lifestyle that produces a lifestyle of multiplication. Where you're at now, God wants you way further. What you have today, God wants to give you more. But he wants to do it in, I'm going to say it, in kingdom lifestyle. He wants to give you this ability to multiply love and care and your, with your family and multiply your home and the blessings of your home and your business and your jobs. Satan wants you to be offended in your marriage. So you will never know God's plan for a perfect marriage. Last week, we took you to Ephesians chapter 5. And in Ephesians chapter 5, it showed us the specifics of a perfect marriage. But you and I, we need to go first. It needs to be so innate in us. It needs to be so kingdom in us that that's how we live. That's how we make decisions. And we cast out offense. Because remember, we found out that offense will literally destroy the miraculous in your and my life. Sure, we'll love the Lord. We'll see the blessings of God. But we're not going to see the fullness of God when we are offended in things. And so today, I want to talk about something that is so vital for the United States of America. Today, I want to share with you my heart regarding November 3rd. Today, I want you to hear in the same reality of the giving and of marriage, the same reality is that sometimes in our lives, the way we think is opposite of what Scripture says. And we need to begin to reevaluate things in our lives in how we choose, and let's put it on November 3rd, the way we vote. Let me say it this way. On November 3rd, we have a choice of being offended with the truth kingdom thinking, or take a kingdom stance and not be concerned with a life that walks in the reality of truth. In other words, not allow the world to so inundate our thinking that the truth of the word of God, kingdom thinking, isn't priority in our life. At this time, you and I live in a society that is confused, and truth is not 
most important. The truth of the Word of God. Yeah, I know the the Word says that, but the way I see it is, and we begin to develop our own justices. The way you and I vote November 3rd and the result of it is whether we fall or step back and reevaluate the way we look at kingdom truth. Let me preface the rest of my message by saying this. It is not my place as your pastor and someone you are listening and watching on social media to tell you how to vote. You and I live in a free country, praise the Lord. I traveled around the world and I've been in countries that are not free. We live in a free country with free elections for the time being. But church family, it is my place as your pastor to help you see how your vote may or may not line up with the truth of the scripture. I am not from the pulpit endorsing anyone. So so don't don't, uh, text me, call me, or call the church, or blame the church, or whatever. As I want you to understand, I'm not endorsing anyone. The thing I'm endorsing is the truth that some Christians are offended by the truth and they are thinking opposite of what the truth says. I'm personally going to share with you spiritual truth to guide you. Do not become destroyed and or be offended with Scripture. Some people, again, as I said last week, well, you know, that Scripture was written thousands of years ago, and it's not relative to today. Really? God is not big enough to tell someone to write something down that is not going to be relative thousand, two thousand years later? Really? Is that the God that you serve? The God that I serve is the creator of the universe. The God that I serve is all wisdom, is all knowledge. That's the God that I serve. So what I will say, it's going to be tough for you. What I will say is not politics, but be forewarned the decisions you make can bring destruction in your home, in your business, in your finances, in your city, and in your nation. Because the United States of America is the greatest country in the world, It can destroy the world. Church family, the truth that sets people free motivates me with such zeal to preach the kingdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. It says, For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me, yes, Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Everything I am saying today is bathed with the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
The reason I struggle with what I will say is the vitriol and anger people resound loudly today regarding November 3rd. Animosity on social media. Violence that that comes with religion. Jesus said, a house that is divided against itself cannot stand. So the last thing I want to do, church family, is add to this causing division even in our own church. We are children of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You and I are brothers and sisters. We are Americans. And somewhere down the line, if we see things correctly, we can say we're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian. It is time for faithful believers to stand up and confront the evil that has taken over our culture and say, enough is enough. Church family, it is time enough is enough. Whether you are aware of it or not, there are powerful forces on every level of government. Ephesians chapter 6 will show you that. We watch how people aggressively work to silence the church. Some of you are watching me and you're frustrated because we are not back in church. And I want to tell you that don't allow yourself to get to that place where you lose kingdom thinking. How do they silence the church? They silence it through legislation, through lies, intimidation, and censorship. For us as believers, the starting point for us to know who to vote for needs to be intentionally in sync with the church or the truth of the word of God. Now let me say this little caveat here. There are some churches that are not teaching the word of God. Not many, but there are some. So when I say that we need to line up with the church, I'm saying we need to line up with the truth that the church should be teaching. We have for decades walked away from the word of God, the truth. We have become offended in our beliefs and our moral and civic duties have fallen. I am proud that we have men and women in this church that serve as mayors, that serve in our city councils, that serve uh, our, our, our great nation. And I want to say to you, you keep doing that. And I want to say to some of you, God has put that dream in you. You go for it. You run for an office. God doesn't say the church to 
back away from government. Yeah, but pastor, what about separation of church and state? You need to go back and read what that really is talking about. So it is crucial we keep, prioritize the standards that the Word of God brings to us. You and I can have different opinions in many areas. Economy, taxation, immigration, national defense, health care, climate change. But do not get sidetracked where you forget kingdom truth. Sidetracked is that what we do is we lose the value of the kingdom of God and the truth of the word of God. There are values in the kingdom of God that are non-negotiable. And I will show you this. Now, this is where some might become offended with me. But I am saying to you, in the way that I am bringing this to you, I have prayed, I have overwhelmed this with prayer, and I realize that some have been so um, exposed to other opinions that the confusion of what is truth is running rampant. Here's some non-negotiable values in God's kingdom. I would have to spend 20 hours with you. First of all, the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Second of all, the sanctity of marriage as a lifelong union between a man and a woman. And the preservation of religious liberty. That's just three. These are the moral principles where the church draws a clear line in the sand. There is no what if, it's a clear line in the sand. All of the fog, the confusion, and spin during the the political season, we must as Christians, believers, vote that protects these non-negotiables. Again, the the sanctity of life, the sanctity of marriage, and religious liberty. Many other standards are important too. In our voting for November 3rd, there is one candidate that stands opposite of the church and the Word of God. None of us are perfect, amen. And you could be totally opposite of the Word of God and be Christian and be going to heaven. I'm not arguing about uh, Christianity. I'm not arguing about belief and salvation, what I'm saying to you is in reality, I'm not really arguing. I'm just bringing about the truth that you and I need to make our decisions based on kingdom truth and not be offended when it goes against culture. Vice President Joe Biden and the Democrat stance or platform are against those moral values. 
So am I telling you to vote Republican? No, I'm telling you to see the truth. Here are the five things you must know. And before I tell you the five, please do not be offended. This is what all must hear and have a desire to live out in their lives. At all times, let me say it this way, in all places, the truth of Scripture taught in most churches must be given freedom to be proclaimed in true faith. I have peers that don't bring up subjects because they don't want to offend someone that someone might not bring their tithe. That's between them and the Lord. And I'm going to speak the truth to you, and we need to not allow the Word of God when it comes opposite of culture and of what culture is telling us, what the news is telling us, that we must make a stand and say, I will not be offended with the Word of God. I will stay with kingdom truth. To be a moral judge of society, even in matters relating to politics and life liberties. The church has been so ridiculed. Church is imperfect, but it's been so ridiculed, we have not even been given that place. The church is what helped this, this nation to be founded. So the five things we need to know of Vice President Joe Biden. Joe Biden is unabashedly pro-abortion. His allegiance to Planned Parenthood, he, sp- he supports narrow, and, and what that is, uh, it speaks of National Abortion and Reproductive Rights Action League. Made many proclamations about that. The Democrat platform. He and they support abortion for any reason and no reason from, and reason from conception to even past birth. And what you get is you get people who say, oh, no. Don't be offended with the Word of God. He and they are pushing for the repeal of the Hyde Amendment that would cause all taxpayers to fund abortions. Physician-assisted suicides. The Democratic Party has become the party of death. Pretty strong, huh? Joe Biden said, I am the Democratic Party. Here's the second. Joe Biden is opposite of scriptural teaching on the sanctity of marriage. We have spent decades talking about this. You know what it is. You know what Scripture says. But you need to allow the Scripture to speak into you even though your mind is crying out because you've been fed other things that is opposite of the Word of God and you want to believe that. Now some of you I know want to even shut me off right now. Here's the third. A Biden presidency would be a danger to our dwindling religious liberty. He wants to repeal Religious Restoration Act. This would cause a health care worker the inability to decline participating in abortions. 
Joe Biden said he would not hesitate to reestablish a religious lockdown if science says to do it. Now, I'm just going to just stop here. It's not in my notes. But I know because of the size of our church and the vast amount of people that attend our church, I know there are some, you're frustrated with me, that we haven't opened up yet. That you are thinking, why isn't pastor doing that? Why isn't he opening up? Well, we did. And then there was another shutdown. We follow LA County and what they say, plus our organization has mandated that all churches in LA County are to follow that mandate. So I'm not only following government, but I'm also following uh, our own organization. But let me say this to you. Some people might want to even point their finger at us at Valley and say, how come you're not opening up? You need to look at the right thing. Our government is saying don't open up. That's where that's coming from. The day they say churches can open up, we are ready. We've already had meetings. We're ready. We're downright just boom, ready to go. The next day we're ready to go. But we need to recognize that when we're walking in the truth, we become offended by the world and a tendency is to blame the church. And to point the finger at the church and the church saying, well, you, you don't love enough. You don't care enough. I love people more. I, I can say this. I know who I am than all of you. I love people. And many of you that have been with me for a long time, you know that. But the reality is, is it is not my decision from the very beginning, I would have never closed the church. I would have stood here and said, in Jesus' name, we are protected, and we would have walked, we would have worshipped, we would have done everything. And you need to recognize what I'm bringing here to you is because what, there's a tendency, again, to be offended with the church and be offended with truth. Here's the next. Although Joe Biden rejects the label of socialist, his politics would open the door for America to become a socialist country. He signed up with Bernie's socialist agenda, and Joe chose Kamala Harris and is identified as the most leftist or Marxist member of the U.S. Senate. Why should that be a concern to the church? Listen closely. For over 200 years, where socialism wanted ability to rule the church, was always marginalized. When socialism ruled, the church was marginalized. Socialism is a soul-robbing ideology that leads to a totalitarianism. Totalitarianism 
is where the government puts itself in the place of God, in the lives of its subservient citizens. Totalitarianism is where government puts itself in the place of God. We have seen in the past years, even platforms of organizations vote whether to keep God on their platform. Mob rule is a chief tactic of socialism. Where if you don't believe the way we believe, that's it. We're going to get you. Joe Biden is probably not a socialist. But there's silence of all the stuff going on. The burning of buildings, everything causes me to rethink that. The church has suffered. You have suffered. Suicide has gone up. People have have had such difficulty. People with cancer that could be managed have died because of mob rule and shutdown. And here's the last thing. And this is, I I want to talk to my church. When you have to tell people how good a Christian or a Catholic you are, you have to question that. You don't have to stand up and say, I'm a Christian, hear me roar. These leaders are offended and playing on the emotions of all who are involved in our nation. Isn't it interesting how the media honors Joe's religious beliefs while categorizing Amy Barrett's beliefs? Pastor, I thought you weren't going to get political. I'm not. I'm bringing you the truth. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. What you say is what you believe. But you can't be both. You have to either be kingdom or walk in unbelief and offense. It's dangerous and it's extreme what we are watching today. Some say, well, he's not bad. No. But the willful destruction of 61 million babies from the womb. 61 million babies is the record in the abortion. Of the 61 million, 23 million are black. See, government's most important responsibility is to take care of the vulnerable and the innocent. 
take care of the babies. It's time, church. Enough is enough. Politicians, who are you? What do you stand for? Do you stand for man's platform or do you stand for the kingdom of God? In conclusion, you know I love you. We are like staring into the abyss. Morality is so vital right now. Man's justice is nothing when their thoughts are immoral. Man's justice has no power when their thoughts are not kingdom. Here's a statement of hope. God will bring us back. God's plans will happen. The Bible says many are the plans of man, but it is the purposes of God that will prevail. You're going to hear that scripture many times in this series. Did you know Christ is risen? And we are in a battle for our souls. I've confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm going to heaven. But I'm in the battle for my soul. And what I'm talking about for the emotion, all the stuff going on in this world, the sickness and this disease that was made by man and the realities of everything that's going on, I want you to understand is church family, people of God, if you will stand in kingdom truth and not be offended with kingdom truth, you are going to begin to see the miraculous take place. The miraculous is going to explode in our United States of America when we believe the truth that sets us free. Again, Christ is risen. Here's a scripture I want to close with, and Pastor Dan really wants to come and pray for you. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, in other words, remove their own thought processes and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways or thinking, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Church family, maybe I was a little tough today. Do not be offended. And I want you to recognize is that God is going to do a miraculous thing. I promise you, November 3rd, you watch. God is going to do something very intricate. And there's going to be an explosion of movement. And when the church of God begins to reopen and begins to do the things that God has called them to, It will be different, and it will be powerful. God bless you. And may our choices on November 3rd bring God 
Thank you, Pastor Gary. We want to, as we close in prayer, uh, we want to pray over this nation and uh, just come into agreement with me over this nation. And as, as I'm praying, uh, just trust the Holy Spirit within you to begin to speak some things out. Uh, let the spirit of prophecy come upon you, if you will, and just tap in and be sensitive to the spirit of God and begin to voice those things that God is laying upon your heart. I believe our greatest days are ahead. However, we as Americans uh, and as Christians, uh, we have a, a very vital part to play. Uh, we as believers within the kingdom of God, being one with God, we have a mandate upon our lives to vote in line with the king, with kingdom, with kingdom principles, and vote in line with with life instead of coming against what God has set in order. And so, I would ask you, as Pastor did, to prayerfully uh, consider. Uh, it's important for us to recognize it's really not about one candidate. It's about a party platform, and that's really what we're bringing into. When we vote, that's exactly what we're bringing into office and, and into a ruling uh, stance, if you will, is the party platform. And so it's important for us to vote in line with that. Come, join me in prayer. Father, we give you praise and we thank you, Lord, for this great nation that you have raised up. Lord, we believe that our greatest days are still ahead. And Father, we acknowledge that, Lord, this is your earth. This is your planet. And you have set things in order, and you have a mandate on nations to move in a certain way. And in this nation, Lord, you have brought the gospel to us. You have raised this nation up because of the gospel. And Lord, we have blessed many nations by sending missionaries uh, throughout this world. And Lord, we thank you for that opportunity of being born again and for serving you in this nation. Father, we ask you that as we come up to November 3rd, Lord, that, um, Lord, that you would open up the eyes of every American to see the truth, to see how we need to vote, to be led by you. Lord, we ask that you break through the deception that the devil has brought upon this nation. Lord, the Bible tells us that we that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against power, principalities and powers and rulers and uh, Lord of the darkness of this age. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we understand we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. And so, Lord, we ask that you break through the deception of every American, that you would open up their eyes to see clearly uh, bring common sense back to the people, Lord, and have us move according to you and your ways. Lord, we thank you for your mighty hand upon this nation. We say, devil, take your hands off this nation now. In the name of Jesus, we come against disunity. We come against division. We come against hatred, uh, violence. Lord, we come against abortion, the spirit of death over this nation. And Lord, we ask you, to bring forth your righteousness into this nation in a mighty way. We say winds of the Spirit blow forth upon this nation. Let a mighty move blow upon this nation and, and rise up in this nation. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, that uh, just a, a 
mighty, terrific move of God will happen again. And Lord, that we thank you for uh, signs, wonders, miracles going forth from this nation, blessing the entire world. And Lord, we thank you for your hand upon it. And we give you the praise today. Lord, if people have heard some things that made them a little uncomfortable today, Lord, I ask that you put your arms around them and bring understanding, Lord, and bring your love to each one. And Lord, but bring understanding and bring clear vision of what your word says and lead each one of us, Lord, on November 3rd. And Father, we say, God bless America. And we say, Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We look forward to being with you again next week. God bless you. Have a wonderful time with the Lord.